Hello and welcome to the Going the Distance Sports newest podcast, Hockey Down Here, where we will break down all the latest NHL news. I'm your co-host, Alex Pricer. And I'm Taylor Isom, and we will be breaking down off-season moves in the upcoming season coming up next. So we're going to start off with just talking about ESPN and TNT making their money moves, getting those broadcast rights from NBC. What are you thinking about that? Honestly, it's really good for hockey in general because a lot more people know ESPN and I feel like even more people also kind of know TNT. And so NHL and NBC was great. I think they really understood hockey, but at the same time, this is probably better for the outreach. And I know a lot of people were complaining about the uh, expansion draft, but I thought it actually went pretty well. Yeah. I didn't um, mind the expansion draft or the draft in general or anything. I just remember, um, when they said the Carolina Panthers instead of the Hurricanes, and that was kind of awkward. But. <laughs> yeah, that was like their kind of only big mess up. I think the only reason people really weren't into it was because of the, uh, what's his name, Frank Cervelli. He, yeah. he broke all the picks like way before it even happened. So people were already like kind of just ready to kind of be critis- like critical about the whole thing. So I don't know. I think it went pretty well. I think it like, ESPN just needs to find the character of what hockey is. Yeah. And I think that like with new changes, no matter what it is, like you can't make everyone happy. And all these people who have just been so used to like NBC focusing on the NHL, it might be like, it's obviously going to be different. It's obviously going to be a change. ESPN is always going to focus on football and that's just what it is. But I think outreach purposes, like it definitely is like an awesome deal. Um, and I just did a little bit of research. So ESPN is going to do all the opening night games and the all-star weekend, which will be really cool. And then TNT will air 50 games during the regular season and 25 of those will be Wednesday night slots. So we were kind of talking about this earlier, but you know, Wednesday night rivalries, Wednesday hockey nights, those were always huge. So that'll be super awesome. Hopefully they continue that because I really liked those nights. Yeah. Wednesday was always kind of like the the starting point for like the week of hockey. And I think like hockey, obviously there, it goes week round and each day has the possibility of having two, three, four games. But I think the Wednesday night rivalry was always special because it was always a divisional matchup or it was teams that had a history against each other. And they were always good matchups, regardless of how the teams were doing before and after they like, they always turn into good games. So. Well, and I think with the matchups, as you were saying, like they're always going to be, those like divisional rivalries. So it's like, no matter if they suck, there's still that emotional aspect to it. So it's like, it's still going to be a good game, no matter if it's like, if they're both at the bottom. Yeah. They just have that emotional thing attached to it. And then also, you know, Wayne Gretzky is going to be a studio analyst, which is a really cool addition. Um, Eddie Olchek is staying for game analyst, which will be super cool because, you know, Chicago guy, I really like him. Uh, before we go on i think we should like actually kind of clarify who we root for and get like our biasness out of the way that way when we kind of go into uh more of the in-depth stuff with the teams like our you know we can kind of see where where we might be a bit more critical on others yeah because i that in like my first blog when i introduced myself a little bit i was like i'm gonna be honest chicago blackhawks are my team so and every single time I mention them, I'm like, this is bias. Like, I literally know it is, and I'm addressing it so nobody can come at me. Yeah. But here's my POV anyways. Um, so we'll see. But yes, for those of you that don't know, Chicago Blackhawks are my team. I grew up outside of Chicago. Big Chicago Blackhawks fan. And that's where my alliances lie. There's really nowhere else I, I'd rather cheat for, so... I'm pretty similar in the sense that where I haven't changed teams since I got into hockey. I, um, I lived there for a bit. I lived in the Bay area for about two years and I was about five years old. And that's why I'm a diehard sharks fan. Um, it's a tough existence at times we get so close, but yet it's nothing. So we've tried everything, but, um, I root for them no matter what, you know, I'll even during the worst years, always going to be their fans. So um, I also go to SMU. I'm not, I feel like I'm one of the few going the distance uh, members who is not from TCU, the rival school. 
Fun yeah, fact. Dogs. This the Saturday, this, we'll see what happens. The week this the week that this comes out, we uh, not only have a football game against each other, but we have two hockey games, which I'm actually on SMU's team. I'm the goalie. And Alex, she does the socials for TCU, which I think is pretty funny because that's also my responsibility for SMU. It's also funny because I'm just going to videotape when he gets scored on and I'm going to tag him so then he can like repost it. Or maybe I'll even post that <laughs> on the actual gram so it'll be in your tagged photos. That would actually be not appreciated. Okay, we'll figure it, we'll figure it out. I might be, I'm, I'll probably go Thursday. We'll see. I'll check my sketch. You know how it'd be. Yeah. Yeah. And for those also who don't know, we met through the Allen Americans. Uh, we were both marketing interns uh, this past summer and it was a, it was an interesting experience and um, kind of glad we got to meet through that. And it was a good opportunity to go to a bunch of hockey games. I feel like, you yeah, know, and a lot now of we're doing a podcast knowledge. together. There you go. So it all worked out. It all worked out. <laughs> um, so back to our regular scheduling programs um, with ESPN and TNT, still chit-chatting about that. My favorite gal, Jackie Redmond, she will also be a contributor for TNT, which I'm super excited about because she was on NHL Network and I love her. So I'm super excited to see her back on screen. Yeah, I'm also very excited for uh, Linda Cohn to get a lot more spotlight yes. with ESPN because, I mean, she's been there forever. And she's been like the one person who's so for hockey on ESPN. And finally, she's got she's got uh, the NHL on her platform. And I think recently she did an interview with Evander Kane, which we'll get to a bit later, which was actually I thought she did a great job. And um, I feel like it's going to be one of the first for many for her. Yeah, so. and I was looking because I have her book, but I think it's in home at North Carolina. So don't have it with me, but. Highly recommend. It's called Conehead. My brother got it for me for Christmas. So great read. Do you have anything else to say about the ESPN TNT situation? How are you feeling about NHL TV? Obviously that's no more. I got to go to ESPN Plus for streaming. I have to do some more research into that because I have to get the subscription, but I'm not sure if I'll be happy with the price but i haven't looked at it so i could just be totally wrong and just be spitting lies yeah it definitely i think there's going to be a lot of research that needs to be done over the next couple of weeks to figure out exactly what subscriptions you need because i i remember getting the nhl yeah nhl.tv which i think was connected to the nhl app yeah and that just included everything it seemed i don't know if that's going to be the same probably not but um, it'll probably be tied into something like Disney Plus since ESPN Plus is kind of worked into that as well. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll see if we can get any updates on that a bit later. Maybe next episode we'll have a lined out for people who are still wondering themselves. Well, I'm also curious because as you said, like you can typically access the games and stuff through the app. And I'm guessing, I mean, it's just a click of a button and it redirects you. So I wonder if, I'm hoping, like, I don't know why they wouldn't still have that capability in the app. Yeah, it, it was really easy. And it was also like, I thought they had a lot of great capabilities. And I mean, especially during the, the 56 game season when everything, there was like five games every day because they had to cram so many things in there. I, yeah. I mean, it moved pretty effortlessly. So I, I hope they continue it in a way that isn't um, a complete refresh yeah, and I mean, I personally, I haven't seen any coverage. I mean, I don't have cable at school here. I have cable. Yeah. So I haven't seen anything on like rookie camps or anything like that. I'm not sure if you've like seen anything on like ESPN or anything with regards to that. I, I think the individual teams are responsible for streaming that. I could oh, be wrong okay. though. Yeah, yeah I, because I wasn't the rookie camps are a bit that. smaller. So. Yeah, and I... Did a quick little research because I was like, I don't know if there's, you know, anything big here, but um, I found on Sports Illustrated, the hockey news, just some kind of highlights um, from Columbus, Boston, Arizona, and Minnesota. They all kind of had some stars coming from the draft into um, the rookie camp. And apparently 
these four guys. Oh, I guess it's five because we have a little duo in Minnesota with Marco Rossi and Matt Boldy who were on the same line and they were like a great match, super hard to defend against. And I feel like that's super exciting for the franchise because, you know, Minnesota, I feel like they really did well last season and they really kind of stepped up their game a little bit. So it'd be cool if they could be on, you know, rosters in the future. It's, it's weird because Minnesota has always been the most irrelevant franchise in the league. Like they, they just find a a way. I can totally attest to that. Like, (laughs) We would literally they, play them in the playoffs, and I'm like, okay, easy sweep. Like, I was going to say, no yeah. Doubt. It's like, oh, whoever got them first round, like, it might go to five, six games, but it's never in doubt. I mean, they got a kind of tough draw with Vegas this year, but they played awesome. And, they played you know, so well. Yeah. And, okay, so Marco Rossi, I remember when he was drafted by Minnesota, I think Buffalo was, like, the spot ahead, and they drafted his line mate from – I think he came from Ottawa 67 or something like that. I think it was maybe Dylan Cousins. I could be wrong. This could be completely wrong. But my friend who supports Buffalo, he said that they screwed up not getting Marco Rossi because he was the one who actually made that team like really good. And he made the player that got drafted ahead of him better. So I can see him doing a lot of damage whenever he joins the league. So, Yeah, and another storyline was – I'm going to butcher these names. I think that's like a huge, a huge struggle in hockey or these last names. Jack Studnicka from Boston Bruins. That's where he's at right now. Um, He's 22. He had a little bit of taste of the NHL season last year. Um, And he, his goal was like to get bigger and stronger. And he's really showed up at um, rookie camp, which is awesome. But you know, the Bruins are just pretty solid and he's a center. So I feel like it might be hard for him to break into the lineup consistently at least yeah the Bruins like ever since they won the cup in 2011 it feels like they're just solid they're just always solid and their core doesn't seem to age I feel like they've been the same quality since 10 years ago and you know Bergeron's still playing well Marshawn is even better um they have Pasternak Mm -hmm. I I will say their fans really don't like Tuka Rask which is strange because I would do anything to have Tuka Rask on the Sharks, uh, just a consistent goalie. And just, I get it. He may have like one or two bad games, but just looking at his That's body of work. every goalie. Like you can exactly. expect a goalie to literally play perfectly for 82 games. Like that's just an unreasonable ask. No. He, he's... And they blame it all on the goalies for like, and I'm like, okay, sometimes, you know, sorry, goalies. Um, it may be your fault, but it's also, again, like, if your defense breaks down and literally just leaves the goalie hanging, like you got to look at the whole play. You got to look at yeah. the whole play develop. And like, that's not necessarily all on him. Like if you leave him hanging constantly, story of the Blackhawks, they're like, Oh, keep letting so many goals. in." I'm like, well, maybe if our defense would, you know, actually defend, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like do your job. Yeah, I agree. And like, I don't know. He's, he's always been consistent and just, I, I don't know. I don't know why people really don't like him. And if, if that was the case, they would have got rid of him. Other yeah, teams would have know. loved to have Boston him. Boston fans had such a, had such beef with him. Especially when he left the bubble, I believe. Yeah. That to was, go wasn't with, it for like family reasons or something. Yeah. Maybe? It was like something that was like actually very like understandable and he had to take care of it. And the fans were, you know, just being jerks about it. But like classic. Cause they're, you know, like, this is with like any fans of any sports they just like look at them and they're like what the heck and I'm like they're also like human yeah (laughs) and it's like uh, you would probably do the same thing yeah I I hope he has a good season this year I mean I don't really care for Boston but he's always been consistent and I feel like he's kind of on the list of goalies who really dominated the 2010s who are just slowly exiting the league um, and slowly kind of losing their own grasp on it. And we'll get into that a bit later. So, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, like I haven't, I didn't used to really be into like the draft and like prospects and stuff, but, um, the past few years I've like started getting more into it. And so it's just so interesting, especially as I reach the age where like, I'm the same age or older than like the people. Getting it's a drafted. weird feeling. It's I'm, a like, weird feeling. I've never felt older in my life when this when I'm like 21 now and this 18 year old's about to go make millions of dollars on entry-level contract, I'm like, as someone who, 
as someone who that plays could have been me. <laughs> oh yeah i mean i i played against i'm sure you've heard his name and he's been awesome with team usa and stuff in high school i played against trevor zegris when i was like a senior he was a sophomore freshman like right before he went to shattuck st mary's which is the best um prep school for hockey of course he played at a public school in bedford new york which was literally 15 minutes from us and we played him he never scored on me but yet he's getting drafted you know eighth ninth overall to the ducks and now he's like one of the best prospects in the league right now and i'm just sitting here like man this kind of sucks <laughs> yeah nothing like makes me feel older than like these people these i want to call them kids but i'm like i'm literally only three years older than them that sounds like i'm like an angry old person but yeah. i'm like they're, and they all like look young too. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> it's I'm, like, I'm getting feeling. older. I'm like, I don't like that <laughs> because my brothers, like, obviously they played hockey. And so when they reached that age, they were like, man, like that could have been me if I was that good. Exactly. It's the, if I was that good, that, that yeah. should have been me. You're like, <laughs> we're the same age. And yet he's going to make millions and I'm just, I guess not all of them, but you know, yeah. It be how it be yeah well uh one prospect who turned into kind of a superstar and has yet to really turn around a franchise that doesn't seem to really care about him jack eichel uh drafted right behind Connor mcdavid in 2015 he's been kind of the biggest um he's been kind of the biggest like issue this offseason with around the nhl they sabers don't want to trade him unless the other team gives up a huge package which they don't want to do obviously he's still injured and the Sabres won't even let him get this uh surgery I believe to his neck that yeah, I was reading um, more up about it today and it was like neck surgery and it was like no active NHL player has ever gotten it which I thought was interesting yeah so it, it's a really interesting situation because people think he's gonna go to like the Rangers he's gonna go to Boston he's gonna go to like some other metropolitan team probably you know, he's from Boston himself, but the Sabres still have to trade him. They still have to give him up. And I don't know if the other teams really should give up what the Sabres want. Yeah. I mean, I read that it's like the Sabres want to win the deal. <laughs> what? And then it was like, in the article, it was like, I've never heard of someone trading away the like top guy winning, winning the deal. Yeah. Well, I'm not quite sure what's going on in yeah. Buffalo because like something's not not clicking. That like well, isn't going to happen. What I think is funny is like the like I've gone on Twitter and people have been like who are Rangers fans have all been like, "Oh, trade Zabanajad. Don't do that. He's like the soul of your team." Like what's the point? What is the point? Eichel's not even going to be playing this year apparently because of his injury and, you know, if if he doesn't even want to report to the Sabres he's not going to be playing at all it's, well, yeah, it's such a weird that, situation like, he's if he does go to camp he has to give it get a physical right away yeah he'll probably feel the physical because he's injured but then if he got traded I mean the same thing would happen the other team's doctors are going to want to look at him and if they because the Sabres are like not letting him get the surgery if another team does like how much money is he worth because then he's not going to be playing till December and who knows like you never know with injuries if you're coming back at full yeah and so how old like, is he? About like 26? Really yeah, he's like pretty young, I think. Let me. Yeah, he's still got like a big career ahead of him, but at the same time, he's like 24. He's only 24. Yeah. Jeez. He's like, he should have so much like left in him, but it's just like sucks when like an injury could take him out and like he could not, you know, reach back up to like his skill level. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's such a weird situation. And I don't know what, what's going on with Buffalo. I mean, Owen Power, I think their first overall pick, he's not even going to be playing for them this year, which is like the first time that's happened in a long time. And yeah, a lot they of people keep getting like high draft picks. And they're <laughs> like, go in the lineup, go in the lineup, go in the lineup. Good luck, good luck, good luck. I'm like, you guys are yeah. so bad. They're like the New York Jets of uh, the NHL. Honestly, I saw this funny video and it was like, what would you give up for a Jet Super Bowl? Which is funny because then all these people like answer different, different things. But yeah, two tormented franchises right there. Literally. Talking about trades, 
my Chicago Blackhawks, you know, got got a big time goaltender and Mark Andre Fleury this off season. And they also I got think, Seth Jones. <laughs> well, yes, we can talk about that a little bit later. But oh. <laughs> I can talk about this because the fun photos came out of him in his uniform at you know the media um, tour. Yep. And it definitely will get some like take some getting used to because obviously like it just doesn't necessarily like look right right now, but I'm so happy he's there. You know, it's just like different. Yeah. But I'm really excited because we definitely need a veteran goaltender presence because I think we have very good potential in our goaltenders like that are in the pipeline and that are, you know, going to be backups and stuff in Lincoln and in Subban but we needed a veteran presence because I, you know, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze aren't getting any younger, even if, you know, Kane still chop his game. Like he's, he, his trainers, like he could yeah, literally, he's... like he's still great, but you know, like they want to win right. again. Yeah. And it'd be awesome if we could do that with our like young goaltenders, but I'm, I'm not sure that it would. <laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, even with like, the shortened season last season, the younger goal, like Lincoln and got a lot of playing time when he was doing really well, hit the halfway mark. And he just kind of like trailed off a little bit. Granted we did, we were playing like um, Tampa, Florida and Carolina, like back to back for three weeks. So that kind of adds to it. Cause obviously they were at the top. Um, but like, if it's hard, it's like, you can't even survive the shortened season without being a little bit more consistent it's so hard, like 82 games. Yeah, like, no, it's, it's, a, it's a long season. And yeah, I think the biggest puzzle for me was what is Vegas doing? Yeah. <laughs> they got Vegas rid is of like giving, I, getting rid of their whole team. Like the face of their franchise. Yeah. Flurry is un, like undeniably the person you first think of when you think of the Golden Knights. They also got rid of Ryan Reeves, but I mean, that's kind of a different story. But Flurry was, I mean, he won them the Vesna. What are they doing? I and here's the thing. I think Robin Leonard, very capable. Yeah. And I think he's actually gonna have a great season. Um, I think he's got a good decor in front of him. And I think that's the best part of their team because they've started kind of chipping away at their forward core that made them so special. Yeah. But I, I mean, you gave up Flurry for nothing. That was literally the trade. It was Marc Andre yeah. Flurry for a I don't even know. It was like some prospect I hadn't even heard of. Yeah, I mean, Vegas really didn't get much in return. And I know there was like all the drama kind of surrounding the trade and like if Flurry was even going to come to Chicago. And I was like, oh, crap. Because, you know, like they were in the works. However, it went down. Like you lose time and you lose yeah. people you could end up trading if he backed out. Yeah, but it was a it was a strange deal. It was just overall yes. like very it happened and I think everyone was like, "Why? Why did this happen?" And like other people were like, "Why?" and I was also like, "Why?" but I'm not mad about it. Yeah, I I mean, you the Blackhawks, I mean, they they've I feel had, like they had a really good off season and That's right. <laughs> I mean, we got Seth Jones, Taze is going to be back. We got is his name Caleb Jones, Seth Jones. Caleb Jones, yeah, his brother. Yeah. Um, and I just, I feel really good about this season. I think they played well at the first half of last season. And I think every time they're especially doubted, they're like, no, we're still like sort of in this, but then like the back half, they're kind of like, haha, jokes on you for being a fan a little bit. Um, but I feel honestly good. I feel good at the beginning of every season. So I will say that last, but I'm excited. I think they could be definitely a contender for like in the playoff race I'm I cannot say right now that they would be in the playoffs but I think they could definitely give people a run for their money on their way to that those spots yeah I think they're really going all out for this season I don't know what's going to happen the season after because Flurry might not come back he's kind of said this might be his last season he he did come out and say that um like you said, Taze has been a bit um, – he didn't play last year because of an illness, which yeah. you, you have to wonder how he's going to come back this year. If if he is coming back, I think that's he is coming, right? 
Yeah, he's coming back. He was um, at Media Days and all that stuff. And that's good. He had like a big like welcome back, which was cool. Yeah. And then they signed Seth Jones to such a huge contract. You're like, oh, that doesn't really free up in the future. But I guess Patrick Kane's going to be a free agent, but I don't really see him going anywhere. So no, I know he wants to. I know because you know like we talk talk like no uh, of course but, yeah <laughs> naturally um you know I think in the past couple of years not winning has been like super hard but I also know as he's gotten older he's wanted to fill that role model spot yeah so it's like cool yeah, not not of- winning the Blackhawks they've had a really tough 10 years yes yeah exactly. very difficult um but it's been like cool because you know when he was younger he was like party animal Patrick Kane get into all the trouble in downtown <laughs> Chicago my cousin and in buffalo cab. too i think didn't he get yes. a, with like a uber driver or something it was a cab we don't cab. talk about that though um <laughs> but like stuff like that and then now he like really is like he's like i want to like inspire these kids i want to like be that person for them, yeah. which is cool because he obviously came into a team and he had a bunch of great role models so it's cool to see like the flip side yeah and that he can do that for other people yeah i i mean Kane, the more like you think about it, he's been in the league so long, but yet he doesn't seem to age. I feel like he's going to be the next Joe Thornton. I like, I feel like he's just, I feel like he's going to stick around forever. He's going to, you know, either put up a lot of assists or a lot of goals in the season, you know, stay consistent throughout. But I just don't know when he's ever going to like slow down. It's so weird. Yeah. His trainer, like I listened to like the Blackhawks talk podcast, which, I wonder how that's going to change. Cause that was like an NBC sports thing. Yeah, I don't know. Those are just my thoughts. Um, but like, apparently his trainer has been like super has like helped him be like, like when he came into the league, he obviously was already fast. He had like skills, like he was already a good player, but his trainer like got him to be like, this is how you can play your game more like effectively for your body. So you can like endurance wise, like, play more and I mean even last season we saw him he was like every other shift going out going out also that just yeah art based on our team but um it's just interesting I just like love like the athlete stories and stuff like that so it's just cool to see like obviously as like I grew up with the team you see like the people come and go and other players grow up so it's cool yeah um and that kind of leads us into the next topic of some players who have dominated the past decade and a half it feels and like players we really grew up with and kind of followed for as long as we've followed hockey and Lundqvist finally uh he finally called it quits and it's a very sad day for goalies out there I mean for me he's been awesome I mean I went to high school a bit outside of New York City and I was I support the Rangers like I I I can support them from afar but when you're in enemy territory they really like to harp that I'm a Sharks fan. So it was hard for me to root for them at the time, but I always appreciated Lundqvist. He was always a class act, uh, you know, best dressed guy in the league. He also, I mean, he was one of the best goalies in the league and it's sad he didn't win a cup, but at the same time, uh, I don't think that really takes away from his career at all. Yeah, I would agree. I think, as you kind of said, like stand up guy, like he was just such like a character guy, like not only did people want to like model their game after him, but like, they're like, that's the kind of guy I want to be like in the locker room. That's the kind of leader I want to be, which I think is yeah. also like adds to his legacy. Again, even though he didn't win a cup, he's leaving like kind of a different kind of legacy in that sense. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I understand he didn't get to play his last season with Washington, but you know, I feel like he kind of represents the best of like New York city almost like he, he, he just, he has the style for it. He kind of had the city behind him when he was playing for the Rangers. You know, I got to go to a bunch of Rangers games and their support for him was unmatched. And I think deservedly so. He's he was awesome. I'm really sad to see him go. And I feel like, you know, along with Lundquist, we're probably going to see Quick go soon. We're probably going to see like Tukarask. He's probably leaving pretty soon. Yeah. Um, who's like another goalie that kind of has been in that grouping? Um, I think like Corey Crawford would have would have been in that group, but he obviously retired a couple seasons ago because he was. Yeah, um, I feel like Bishop and Crawford are kind of in that same tier. Yeah, Um, I just remember when um, we were playing quick, and all the billboards all around Chicago were like not quick enough, and like yeah, 
yeah, I, I, as a Sharks fan playing LA with like Jonathan quick in the playoffs is so frustrating, but at the same time, like I grew to really respect how good he was. And just when you watch him, he's an athletic freak and it's so impressive him just pulling off a split for a normal routine save. And as a goalie, I'm like, I want to do that. It's so cool. Yeah. So, but Lundqvist, man, he's, that's tough. I, I wish he would have stuck, stuck around more. And it's especially hard to hear that it was because of a heart issue that he really didn't have much control over. So, yeah. And kind of switching gears to a different leader in the league for Ovechkin. Yeah. You know, everyone, he's like, he's the grandpa of the league, I feel like, but you know, <laughs> he's still kicking and he's still scoring goals. So that's really all that matters. What are your like predictions? Like, when do you think he'll retire? Like, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? He's, he's beating the goal mark. He, he, he's not leaving until he does. And yeah. like you, you called him grandpa. It's what's funny is like, there's the photo of uh, Sidney Crosby and uh, Ovechkin sitting together during the uh, what's it called? The media day. Yeah. And someone said that it was Ovechkin looked like Crosby's old youth coach. Yes. It, well, it was I, so funny. I just looked at, look, he's only 36, but obviously in the world of hockey and sports, like that's, that's pretty like, old. Yeah. That's old. And to still be like top of his game is like, again, even like crazier to me. I mean, when he, all he has to do is sit at that one point in the offensive zone on the left side, just a little outside the uh, face off dot and just take slap shots during the power play. I mean, I guess you can kind of, of no, no, <laughs> it's a hard shot. And I don't know why people still leave him open. It baffles me every time I see him score. Cause there's no one by him. And it's like, you know, it's coming, you know, it's coming. So literally, I hope he breaks the record. Um, you know, obviously Gretzky is the greatest of all time. I don't think that should ever be disputed, but I think Ovechkin is the best scorer of all time. And I think that's, kind of a fair argument to put out there I would agree I wouldn't argue that but um yeah so in 2022 so literally this oh my gosh it's already 2022 basically yeah <laughs> no kidding <laughs> well it just like feels weird because since like the summer olympics were this summer because they got postponed I'm like off so yeah 2021 was fast it was yeah. I feel like just like maybe like two months ago, the January season started up because yeah. they started like halfway through that. It's so strange. What's like this year has it's been crazy. very weird. So I don't know when the Beijing Olympics begin, but 2022, um, the players will be able to go a little bit of contingency plans are there. Yeah. Um, there's an opt out clause that I can end up pulling out. Um, but I think from like what I've heard from player interviews and stuff, players love going to the Olympics. That was part of their like, you know, bargaining deal with um, the player association in a league. They want to go represent their country. And I think it's cool since with the NHL, people are coming from all over. So it's cool to see them in their respective countries, like then creating like team chemistry, like with people that are like rivals in the States, but then like have to be teammates and like work together to represent yeah. the country. It's cool. And, and I think hockey is a lot more diverse actually than people get a bit credit for. Like I get it. it. It is a predominantly like white male sport, but when you look at where these guys are coming from, it's everywhere. Like they're coming from Sweden, Finland, Latvia, Russia, Canada, USA. They're, there's literally coming from everywhere. And I really hope we get um, another NHL Olympics because this year I think we'll be really really good just based off the rosters that people have been putting together in anticipation I mean they have like McDavid and Matthews on the first lines of Canada and U.S. respectively oh, wow that's gonna be it's, such a powerhouse like it, it's the new generation of like you know we had in 2010 there was like Crosby versus who was like the best U.S. player at the time Parise or someone like that yeah, I mean probably. I feel like the U.S. has gotten a lot better I agree. but um It'll be really exciting. And I, I think Canada will win, but I don't think they're going to run away with it, if that will make yeah. sense. Well, and I also, what I also read today that I thought was interesting was since, you know, um, the Olympics are with NBC, the NHL had a deal with NBC and was like, we want all these extended media and advertising rights. 
so that way they could use like um olympic hockey clips in like nhl footage and stuff like that um yeah. banners billboards yada 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 but since nhl is obviously not with nbc anymore they don't get those like extended media rights which coming from a little bit of a pr background it's just super interesting to me yeah it'll be interesting to see how espn kind of tries to compete with nbc in that regard yeah i because like think... the olympics are like nbc's like big thing it was like olympics and NHL. Yeah. those were like the biggest they NHL. they still have the olympics i and i don't think they'll lose the rights for those for so. a long time and i think if they continually want to be respected as like a sports network like nbc sports and stuff like that they're gonna have to keep the olympics like they can't give that up to espn or bally sports which bally's not getting that but they can't afford <laughs> having the olympics <laughs> which is brand new network i mean uh i've only seen like a couple things from them but not very memorable in my opinion <laughs> Well, I just remember when they like bought out Fox, I got the alert on my phone, turn on the TV and right away all like the banners and the logos. And yeah, it was so changed. fast. I was it like, was so fast. What just happened? Yeah. Following all like the accounts and stuff. You're yeah. like, who's Bally Sports? You're like, I don't remember following them. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, they switched them all over. But they got, um, they do have my favorite um, hockey writer on there, uh, Pete Blackburn. He's oh, cool. hilarious. I don't know if you follow him on twitter or anything but he's he's like this boston guy who's really funny but he's he, he writes for them and i don't know i think he does a pretty good job so i'll have to check that out for sure and i think one of the biggest things circling back to the olympics i think yeah. um, with like injury risk and stuff i think that's like one of one of the strongest points on like the opposition side why we shouldn't send them because they obviously like they're getting paid to like play nhl hockey and if they go and like get injured, it's, it's hard, you know, to come back. And then especially with COVID, adding that whole wrinkle into it too. If they yeah. get COVID there, then it, if it affects, you know, the long run of their career or even just the rest of the season, it's like, it's a hard spot to be in. I don't think they want another uh, Tavares. I think he was the one who got injured in 2014. Yeah. Uh, like in the first game for Canada. So I really think they're going to try and avoid that as much as they can. But at the end of the day, the players will probably get their wish and they'll probably be back in the Olympics, which will be super exciting for just people in general. I agree. So. I, lo- I love the Olympics in general. So it's oh, the, and the winter Olympics, in my opinion, are better than the summer. I don't know. The summer. Just... I am a big summer person just because of gymnastics. That's fair. But yeah. I do love Olympic hockey for sure. Yeah. It's the, it's, I think it's the best sport the Olympics in total has just because it can get extremely competitive. And I don't think the basketball tournament really encapsulates that because the U S no. is going to win. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's hard. Yeah. I would, I would say it, it definitely gets super competitive. Yep. But I also do like, I like having the NHL players in there, but it's also fun to have more like amateurs and, you know, like not, and I think that was the selling point for the last one. They were like, oh, it's going to be like the amateurs, you know, the, there will be the chance for the, uh, the miracle. It's no, I mean, there's that no, was like its own thing. You can't repeat. <laughs> you can't repeat that. There's no USSR right now. Who's putting <laughs> out like this team who's been playing together since they were five or could walk and stuff like that. Yeah. You had retired NHL guys and, uh, college players and, even then, a lot of it was not very memorable. I think, did Russia win that one? Like the Russian Olympics athletes from Russia, yeah. didn't they win that one? Yeah, it was. Well, and it's funny because like we had a whole, like um, Coach Brooks's his speech, obviously the iconic miracle speech. We had like a poster with it and we would bring it to all my brother's hockey games. Yeah, I mean, the, the miracle itself is the, one of the best hockey movies of all time i love that movie so i was watching on the airplane because they just like they typically don't switch out the movies yeah no it's always always, it's always available no matter what airline no matter what uh how long the flight is it's always on it's always available so if you're listening and you fly american because that's what i fly watch miracle on the plane it's probably on there so talking about flying you know if i flew back home i'd be in north carolina Mm mm-hmm Good segue. Home of the Carolina Hurricanes. Seems like a hurricane came for their team. (laughs) 
cheesy joke, but I'm serious. No, it's, they've had, I think, if the Vegas Golden Knights had a bad offseason, the Carolina Hurricanes had a even worse one because um, they got rid of Doug Hamilton, the best player. They got rid of a goalie who was rising and becoming actually a good starter for them. Uh, I can't say his name. Uh, Nadel- oh, shoot, I always I can say it in my Nadelkovich. brain, but I can't like say it. Nadelkovich. And they got rid of Mrazek. So yeah. there's like the top two goalies and Reimer. Reimer's gone too. So they had zero goalies and they brought in um, Frederick Anderson. I don't know if he can really sustain um, a whole season with them, especially when he's been injured in the past like year and a half. So yeah. that's questionable. Um, they got rid of um, who, who else they get rid of. No, the, the, those were the main guys, but those were, those were like the main guys I took note of, um, you know, they have anti-Ranta and he had, um, he played for the Blackhawks for a little bit Yeah, as a backup. Um, he's like, he's okay. I think he's pretty he's consistent a good backup. backup. I think so too, but, but he's not, he's not. And he's going to be playing more if Anderson isn't like completely healthy. Yeah. Um, so that'll be, biggest... that'll be interesting. Cause he, he's a solid backup, but I, I'm not sure if he could do a full season. Yeah, probably not. I mean, he's he's had Darcy Kemper. I, wasn't he on the Coyotes last? Because he's I think like, so, yeah. He was with Darcy Kemper and Aiden Hill. Obviously, like both those guys, like relatively good age, and they've both been able to sustain a lot of games. So he kind of was able to rely on uh, others too. Uh, but I think another questionable move was they brought in tony d'angelo which was i mean he's okay but very controversial and it's just it's interesting because like you know they got rid of all these players yada 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 Mm -hmm. and it's like their choices were questionable and then they like bring in a questionable person yeah so it wasn't like we have a solid group and like bring him in it was like a double whammy yeah it's I don't know what they were doing. I think they brought in a good signing was actually Ethan bear, which made me question, made me question the Oilers. Um, Obviously the Oilers had a weird off season too. I think the Oilers are probably maybe third in the terms of taking on Duncan Keith's contract and thinking that that he's going to be the key. I don't know. I feel like Caleb Jones and Ethan bear would have been better for them instead of, bringing in Duncan Keith. I mean, I know they have Zach Hyman now, but I don't like really Duncan's see. solid. He's just old. Like he's, he is he's, old. <laughs> he's transitioning into that more like leadership role than like leadership in the locker room role than like leadership on the ice role. Like he's still going to yeah. work really hard, but he's, he's just older. He can't do the things he used to be able to do. Yeah. So very, a lot of teams making weird moves, but again Carolina just I think they just missed the mark this offseason um I don't I would know love who... to be in those rooms and kind of try to understand what's going on <laughs> and I, who did they like get during the draft I don't remember did they have a good draft or anything I can look that up for you right now yeah I don't I don't remember they picked do they even have a first round pick? Oh no! <laughs> um, second round they got Scott Morrow, Morrow defense. Yeah. So again, I mean, even more reasons to be kind of skeptical on why they got rid of someone like Hamilton if they're not having some first round pick come in and uh, fix that hole. I don't know. Very strange. Yeah. And so. We touched on the whole Ryan Reeves situation, but I don't know if you wanted to expand more on your thoughts. Yeah, I, I mean, feel like you got some opinions about this. I hate Ryan Reeves. <laughs> I'm gonna be pretty honest. I hate Ryan Reeves, and I hate. I I think he's a very scummy player. I I saw him during the Minnesota series. I went to the Game Seven of the playoffs with Minnesota and Vegas, and I don't know if anyone remembers the hit where he just kind of threw Suter into the net and Suter yeah. didn't have the puck and he like kind of went head first. And I, and I was like, 
and everyone in Vegas is so happy. They're like, oh, you know, what a great play. It's like, no, this is not, that's not a good play. That's terrible. It's awful for hockey. It's, and people will be like, oh, it's, it's just hockey. No, it's not. It's no part of hockey is throwing an opponent without a puck into the net head first. So I don't know. I think the Rangers are just trying to fight Tom Wilson, which also scummy player. So yeah, there's so going to be a Maybe battle. that was more the, you know, the motive behind that. Like, Oh, absolutely. I mean, our, it's, our that's what they're doing. Being pummeled by Wilson. We need someone to stand up for him. So, I mean, I, I think I'll calm down a bit on him now that he's in like New York. I, I, but I also think, you know, as much as I hated him, I think Vegas suited him. Yeah. Vegas just kind of has that like gritty vibes to them. Yeah. Like they're, they're going to fight you. Yeah. Vibes. And that's what I get those, from them. For those who don't know, I actually live in Las Vegas right now and I'm very surrounded with the Vegas golden Knights culture. And I don't know, I cannot stand them. It's <laughs> I'm going to just get that biasness out of the way right now because there's not much about them that I really enjoy. I've always wanted to go to one of their games though, because I would love to see their like in-game production. It's Oh, it's their in-game production is fantastic. Even if the intro thing is corny, it's not, it's not cool. It's just corny. But I feel like I have to see it. (laughs) You probably have to see it for yourself. I'm being very I feel like if I lived there and I wasn't a Vegas fan, it would annoy me. Yeah. Well, they get a lot of tourists though. That's like, that's the thing. They, they have a very strong, I'm going to give them a lot of credit here. They did a great job in getting the locals to come out. Vegas developed a huge fan base and not just like quantity, but like quality of like good fans. Like they're a, they're like solid fans. Yeah, no, they're, they're like not good. They're not going away. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people were fearing. Like, Oh, it's a lot of tourists. It is a lot of tourists. You get a lot of outside fans come in like, you'll get a good crowd for like the games where they're playing Canadian teams. Cause people from Canada, they want to go to Las Vegas and spend a weekend out there and get out of the cold. So it's, I think they have a good system. Their production quality is awesome. Um, their stadium is great. And I think the league is definitely trying to capitalize as much as they can off of them. And it's, it's strange because they seem to be getting rid of the identities that really kind of put them in a great spotlight and kind of put them as these guys who were the second picks and the rejects. Like where's William Carlson now? I I, I know he's still on the team, but they're kind of, it does seem like a lot of their people. I mean, like, it doesn't seem like I know they are, they're gone. Yeah, They're either gone or they're kind of just putting them down. It feels like they're, just trying to go after home runs and I don't know if that's sustainable which I hope they keep going after home runs and keep missing because I'm tired of losing to them <laughs> can you imagine like them winning a cup though no <laughs> they would go nuts <laughs> no I'm not I'm not gonna even think about that okay. but um we might bring it up later in the season just, <laughs> other, just figure out when they're how they're playing moving on to my half of the rivalry Evander Kane obviously he's i don't have all the information here i've kind of gone through a bit of the sharks writers and uh podcasts and he actually did an interview with linda Cohn. that was kind of the big interview i was talking about um it's a very touchy situation that i don't think the sharks are going to walk out of unscathed and i don't think evander kane's reputation is going to walk out uh, without taking another big hit, which I feel like he takes one every year. Um, it's sad because I actually think he had a great season. I think it was great that he came out and said, look, I'm bankrupt. I have a gambling problem. I'm getting those problems fixed. But obviously with the allegations against him, he may have not gotten those fixed, he may have treated his wife now divorced very poorly in the uh, crossfire of that. So it's difficult. I was rooting for him. I hope the allegations are false because, you know, I think he's a great addition to the Sharks when he's on the ice, but I don't know if I can support him if these things are true, which I don't think anyone should really support him if they're true. Yeah. And I think that's, what's super tough about like when you love a team. Cause I mean, like as Blackhawks fan, like, like I've been through it too. Like 
yeah. when the players are super talented, but then they get into stuff like this and you're like, whoa, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. You know better. Like, come on, we're supposed yeah. to be friends in this. Yeah. Um, and they, they, there was recently an interview he did with one of the like Sharks biggest writers and followers of the team. And he does like a lot of the analytics. Um, he interviewed Mario Ferraro, who's one of like the kind of younger defensemen on the Sharks, who's becoming part of their core. And they asked him, they're like, so what, what, what do you guys think? Cause obviously there's been some stuff out there that, you know, you guys might not want him back. And Mario kind of came out and was like, Nope, he's on our team. We're going to support him um, until he's not on our team. You know, he, we've got his back. Um, at the same time, it didn't feel the most sincere and it felt very um, diplomatic, but at the, uh, yeah, I don't know when this like, is going to finish up. You know, obviously they're investigating into it further and it's like, when you are, obviously, as I said, he's a talented player. So he's like really helped San Jose and like everything that they've, he's done for them. And so it's hard. Cause you're like, I want to support him. Cause like, obviously if these allegations are not true, like that's like very, tra- obviously this whole situation is honestly traumatic um, yeah. on both sides. So it's just like hard. Cause it's like, you want to be there for like a player that has like been there for the team, but then also like, has he been there for the team at the same, you know? Cause I, I think one of the issues was not just the gambling. It's he kind of has uh, an attitude about him like he doesn't like showing up to practices on time and stuff like that and what's difficult about this is I think actually the NHL really needs players like Evander Kane because he has such a big personality and he's also going on ESPN like oh yeah I mean big it needs to be big and it he, they need to have flair to him and I get it like hockey is a very traditional game about respect and stuff like this but, you know, you need players with flair. But at the same time, I think Kane may or may not have upheld those, like, the values of hockey and just in general, just, like, good values to have. So we'll see. I, I hope things kind of get resolved soon and uh, it kind of moves on. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to follow that for sure and keep track of what's going on, especially going into the season and yeah. seeing how that all plays out. We may have an update next time, so we'll Maybe see. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. We will have to see. But to end our first show ever, we want to go through our preseason predictions. So did you want to start us off with your divisional picks? So for the divisional picks, Atlantic. Um, Ooh, let me, you know what? You go first. I'm going to pull up the teams. I think you were a bit more prepared for this on. I think I was. You were. Oh, but quick PO, I want to hear your POV about um, the kind of the realignment of divisions. Obviously, it's going back to normal. So the Coyotes. Like it, don't like it. What are you feeling? Coyotes going to the central, I think is, makes sense. And I think if they falter and end up moving realistically, they're either staying in Arizona or they're going to Houston, which at the same time, I don't know, because Houston hasn't really put in the effort for it. If that makes sense. Like not like Seattle really has. Vibe with, vibe with that, but we'll see. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it's more, I think it'd be great if another team came to Texas, but um, I think Houston needs to step up a bit more if they're really serious about it. But um, I, I think the divisions are fine. I, I get how people like the Canadian division. That was fun, but yeah. time zone wise, I bet that was a pain for the team. So also with that, like the Canadian teams weren't really like that good in the regular season. And so like when they just kept playing each other, I just like they weren't really ever challenged. Yeah. It, it was like, there was kind of a big gap in the division I felt like I felt like the Maple Leafs kind of ran away with it in the regular season and then like the Jets were there and then obviously Montreal but then the rest of the teams just didn't do much wasn't that wasn't even a question okay pivot back preseason predictions I'm going in the Atlantic I just feel like Boston's gonna win it I feel like they always have a chip on their shoulder even if they're winning and so I just feel like since they haven't, you know. Now, is this the regular season or in playoffs in total? Oh, regular season. Okay, cool. Yep. So I just think they 
I just feel like they've always been like one, two, three, you know, switching up like yeah, no, one. Boston is solid and we talked yeah. about it so earlier. I feel like they've they might consistent. they might pull it off. We'll see though. Mm-hmm. All right. So for the Atlantic on my end, I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay. I think that it will be a yeah. What's tough is the East is so stacked this year. Like just looking through the teams, we have Boston, we have Tampa Bay, we have Toronto. I just Montreal. Like I to put Tampa Bay down for anything. Yeah. And that's just like my own bias is like I won't put them in for anything. I just think they're Maybe gonna it's my fault. I don't think like, they're gonna win the cup. I don't think they're gonna win the cup. I'll get into that later, but I don't I I think they'll win the regular season division, if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess that's fine. <laughs> um, I mean, Montreal snuck into the cup. Florida is also here. The Atlantic might be the best division in hockey. Yeah. So. Because I think um, Florida could have a kind of a runaway season, but we'll see. What about the Metro? What do you have for Metro? I have Islanders just because I think they are going to have a bad taste in their mouth from playoffs. And they're just going to, I mean, they've been pretty consistent this, these like past two two three-ish years mm-hmm. um so i just feel like they are going to come out kind of right out of the gate and take it home i'm going to say the capitals Fair enough. i think the capitals will continue being a regular season like powerhouse yeah um but i like i also like the islanders in the sense that i think they'll keep it very competitive in the regular season um switching to the western conference let's start at the central who do you have i have the abs I also feel like they're another team that are going to come with a bad taste in their mouth, especially with all of the hype around them. And they mm-hmm. didn't really kind of like live up to that hype about like winning the cup. Yada, Two yada, years yada. in a row. Yeah. So they've always been like, they've been like pretty solid these past couple of years. So I feel like it could be their time. I feel like they do have a really solid team. So I just hope that they can come out and like not get their, get in their own heads, you know, because yeah. I feel like they, they have a good team and it'd be cool to see them win. I also have the avalanche for that division. I really don't see too much competition outside of maybe Chicago, but at the same time, I think we got to see how their roster plays out with all the new additions. Cause sometimes it doesn't always pan out. And exactly. Yeah. You never know until like team chemistry, you never know until you play a game. Yep. And then what do you got for Pacific, which is not looking too strong right now. Yeah. This one was honestly tough for me. So I just had to go with Vegas. Yeah, I'm going to say Vegas wins the regular season, too. Like, I don't know I don't how they do in the playoffs. I don't think they'll go for playoffs, but I no. just think that – yeah, I don't know. I just like was like, okay, yeah, Vegas, duh. Mm-hmm. Well, that gets us to the playoffs. Um, and who do you have coming out of the West and East? Um, West, I have the Avs. Mm-hmm. And East, I would like to say Boston again I don't know why I feel this like I like hate Boston but I just am like they are just so good and I just feel like they haven't won in a while so I feel like it might be time for me I have the avalanche as well as which is funny because as soon as everyone's gonna start say avalanche they're not gonna win I literally know because I was looking at the odds today abs are still one for yeah they're not which means they're just not gonna win but on the other side, I have the Islanders. I really yeah. like the Islanders this year. Um, yeah. I liked them last year. I think they scared the hell out of Tampa Bay in the playoffs, which was awesome. I I wanted them to win. I think Long Island is a great place for hockey, and I think they're really fun. Um, some sleepers, I think, getting into the playoffs, I think while they didn't make it last year, they've been kind of priming for it. I think the Rangers do get back. I don't know how far they get in the playoffs um i think calgary also makes it in i like how they added blake coleman he's pretty solid i don't like edmonton this year they just always screw it up somehow um i just hope they don't even make it in because it's just like it's just like honestly embarrassing it is mm -hmm. embarrassing depending on if kaprizov returns i think minnesota does okay in the playoffs yeah um i don't know i Hot take. I don't know if Montreal makes the playoffs. I don't. Which is crazy considering they literally made the cup. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. I think that's one of those things that we're just going to have to kind of watch it. Mm -hmm. Because I think like they're like, I'm so proud of them, you know, for making it to the final. Yeah. But I'm not sure 
that that was like supposed to happen necessarily like, what's so funny is usually the teams that end up losing the cup are the favorites to win the next year it's because yeah. they're so re- like they're going to get revitalized and they're going to come back and you know come with like a vengeance i don't know if i see that um i think toronto makes it on a wild card spot which is crazy to think about is considering last year they were the first in the division um and I don't know if Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. I think this is like the first time that they're going to really start falling off, like even in the regular season. I would agree. I feel like um, Pittsburgh might become like the new. Okay. So basically, if you look in the central, like back in Chicago's like prime prime, Nashville is always like a top kind of underdog competitor. And I yeah. feel like that's what Pittsburgh is going to kind of start being like drops off, but like also is still there, but like not also any yeah. competition but also like definitely could pull it out especially with like Crosby obviously like you can't underestimate that guy right so uh it's gonna wrap up the postseason predictions Boston or Avalanche who do you have in that if that those are your two finalists I want to say Avalanche but I just feel like I'm jinxing myself yeah I agree like I, I want to speak that into existence but I also just know if I do it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. and I'm gonna look like a fool once again so I'm going to put down, I'll put down the Islanders because I think they have the best coaching in the league with Barry Trotz. I think he is fundamentally one of the best coaches in the league uh, and his team plays like it. So I like the Islanders to actually beat the Avalanche who just can't seem to get their footing in the playoffs and until they do yeah. and prove me wrong. Um, I'm going to go with the Islanders this year. So that'd be a good matchup just because you know, like everybody talks about playoff experience when you're going into the playoffs mm-hmm. and neither of those teams have like super strong, you know, like history in that, like yep. recently kind of like that kind of strong experience. So yes. um, that'd be a good matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then postseason awards for individual players. Who do you have? Heart trophy. I have McDavid. I feel yeah. like <laughs> it is what it is in that one. Um, going to win it. Yeah. He just has to win it. For the Norris trophy. I honestly say Dougie Hamilton just because I feel like he'll just kind of thrive on a new team. Mm-hmm. I just have this like feeling that he's just going to kind of take it away in that sense. But what are you thinking? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say McDavid wins the heart again, which yeah. didn't he won last year, obviously. Yeah. Um, Norris, I have. Mm, I'll go shake Theodore actually from Vegas. Okay. I liked him a lot last year in the sense that like, I I mean, I had him on my fantasy team or whatever, and he was consistently one of the best players. Um, I think he's actually Vegas's um, most unappreciated player. So I think he does really well. I think he's going to step up even more than he did last year. Uh, For the Rocket Richard, I'm going to go with Ovechkin. I think he's going to... Matthews. Yeah, that's also a very good pick. So... Um, I think I, I don't really think any of those need explanations. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of these, it's like can't really explain it other than yeah, it, it be how it be. So the Jack Adams, that's the coaching one, right? Yes. And you have? I have Joel Quinville because I just feel like if you look at Florida a couple years ago when he started coaching to now it's like a dramatic exponential increase of just like talent and wins and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if they have a huge season this season, he could definitely be a contender for that. And I just love him. So. And then for, Oh, well, for my pick, I'm actually going to agree with you on that because Florida has slowly become very, very good. And I think they actually, I think they kind of gave out halfway through their series with the lighting and, yeah, that, Probably, was, that was weird. I feel like they should have won it, uh, but they I think didn't. They could have. I just think they like didn't. You know. Yeah. Like, they definitely could have won that. You know, they brought in Joe Thornton. Maybe he'll win it there. I don't think he will, but I think Maybe. they'll still be pretty good. Um, and then the Lady Bing, which is you have. I have Ryan O'Reilly for that. So this is for the sportsmanship. I'm gonna go with Oliver Ekman Larson 
who okay. he's on the Canucks now, I think he was part of like the deal that the Canucks were taking on kind of the bad contracts from the Coyotes. Yeah. Coyotes kind of got rid of everyone. Um, I've always liked Ekman Larson. I think he kind of fell out off a bit, but he always like struck me as like a very stand-up player and uh, he was obviously the captain for a reason. So I think he makes an impact in Vancouver. I don't know if it really makes a difference for them, but um, I'll go with him for this year. Pretty solid choice. Um, I think that's everything so far. I mean, we obviously had, there's a big off season this year and we still have probably, we probably have a couple weeks before um, NHL starts up again. So we might have another kind of preseason episode come out here. Uh, what are we thinking for episodes? Like we can do this once a week or so. Um, yeah, I think we'll just have to kind of chit chat about it. Maybe once yep. a week, maybe once every other week. Yeah. Kind of depending on what's going on, because I, I don't want this to be like a, this is what happened in this game. Yeah. And if nothing really exciting happened. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to just read scores. I think we're going to probably go a bit more in depth. I mean, obviously we're not getting, you know, the guys on here to talk with them. We're not spitting chiclets or anything. You never know what could happen. You never know what could happen. We could talk to a couple people. We'll see if we, uh, we could get maybe some guests in the future, depending on uh, how much we grow, but uh, I think it'll be good. I think for the best big season ahead. And I think this will be fun. Yes. Well, thank you all for tuning in and we will see you maybe next week, maybe in a couple weeks, but we will let you know when we're back. <laughs>